Hey, this is Matt Spiegel, and on my podcast, The PBP, Voices of Baseball, we learn how the best broadcasters in the game, like the Reds' John Sadak, try to capture the greatness of the best players, like Ellie Dela Cruz. He's a video game character. I mean, he is so athletic, and I think each moment is its own living entity, and I try to just match whatever that moment is. The PBP, Voices of Baseball. We bring you the people who bring you the game. Find us on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. From Sacramento, California. Woke up quick at about noon. Featuring Damian Barling. Yes, I absolutely still love Russell Westbrook. So what? And Kenny Carraway. Sometimes you really just vibing out. This is D-Lo and KC. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked. On ESPN 1320. For the first time in like... Three months, four months, I forgot to put my necklace on. Oh, I was about to say, what's going on? Oh, man. My day is shot. How'd it come off? I went Do to, like, I don't shower. The only place I don't oh, I don't wear it in is in the shower. Mm-hmm. And I took it I, t- I took. I took it off. I said it where I always said it, and I guess I just forgot to put it back on, and now I think my day is ruined. We got to pick you up, man. We got to pick you up. Man. We got to pick you up. We got you. Oh, we got man. you. Welcome in to uh, a very traumatic uh, Wednesday, January 25th edition of D-Lo and KC. I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me! He's Kenny Carraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. We're so happy that you're here with us on this game day. The Sacramento Kings look to make it two in a row as they take on the Toronto Raptors uh, tonight at the Golden One Center. Final time at the Golden One Center for a while. Yeah. Uh, next time we'll see them February 10th mm. against the Dallas Mavericks. Then we'll see them February 11th mm. against the Dallas Mavericks. And then I don't think we see them again for like two weeks. Yeah. I believe it's three games. Three games in February. It's Man. the 10th, 11th, and I think 25th. That's, uh, it, was, it, was, it was 20-something sounded right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tough, 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 tough. But we, I, I, we will see the Kings. After the Mavericks game, they got row games, and then obviously mm. we'll see them, some of them, at the All-Star weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of representation from the Sacramento Kings at the at the All-Star game. I, I mean, think so, too. Between Domas and De'Aaron being All-Stars, saw that our MC Scott Fresh, was going to yeah, be yeah, out there. Yeah, big ups to him. Eight, eight-time All-Star Scott Fresh. Uh and then the three-point shootout. It seems like Herter wants to do it. Matt Barnes is in people's ears because Matt Barnes gets things done. So, you know, I don't see why not. Matter of fact, they need to do something to make up for the fact that you won't see the Kings on national TV for, for much of the rest of the season. You better put them on – Put Key Murray being rookie, rookie sophomore game. Put Key – at this point, you could have Kevin Herter versus Keegan Murray versus Harrison Barnes in the three-point contest. <laughs> you could do that. Put Malik in the dunk contest Put just for fun. Um, Malik had, I mean, he still got bounce, but I remember when he was at Kentucky. Oh, mm, that boy yeah. had stupid bounce. Yeah, you guy could get up. Mm. Yeah, you guy could get up. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a great point. It and I'll, I'll I'll love listening to the announcers. Who do you think they've watched the Sacramento Kings at this point yeah. outside of that game versus Brooklyn, trying to explain why this team and you know knock on wood three weeks from now three ish weeks from now that team is still three four in the western conference and you got to explain to them why a large portion of the audience hasn't seen mm. them mm. because you just had to get another nugget suns game oh that turned to be gosh. a 30 point blowout on espn because they're they're exceeding expectations we talked about this yesterday 33 and a half you're gonna have to explain to everybody how mike brown is a candidate for coach of the year how the newly extended Monty McNair mm. is a candidate for executive of the year, how you have two all-stars, how you have guys uh, represented in, in, in every aspect of, of all-star weekend this weekend. It's going to be interesting hearing guys stumble over themselves and probably talk uneducated on this basketball team. And, you know, got to give, got to tip my hat to this guy. He's not always right, but he was the one that said it after the Brooklyn game. Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley at that moment was like, hey, man, let's take all these sorry Laker games and replace them with Kings games. Let's do that. <laughs> he said, I don't want to see him no more. Think Kings how, are exciting. 
Think how exciting some of these Kings games have been you know, over this stretch. Uh, but no, got to make sure the the Pelicans and 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 Thunder are on. Oh, jeez! Looks like Who Brandon Ingram's it's coming back tonight. Memphis and Golden State. Like, yeah, I understand. Man. Oh, that's all right. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, you put that on just uh, the the probability of a fist fight breaking. Out. Yeah, you you put that on the two most unlikable teams in basketball. Yeah, I'm with that. The Warriors are annoying. And the, the, I know, I, I the Grizzlies are super annoying. The, the, the Grizzlies are awful, just <laughs> frustratingly <laughs> awful. They they are just fr- not awful as in a basketball team. They're just <laughs> frustratingly awful to deal with. Um, but that's not our problem. We got Kings basketball tonight uh, at the G1C. Hopefully YouTube users aren't stuck watching a dog show uh, tonight and they actually get to watch this game. Uh, different Raptors team than the first time that they played. Uh, and you probably make the argument this is a different Kings team mm-hmm. uh, since the first time that they played. But the story of today, and we'll dive into to this game quite a bit, our man Will Z is going to join us uh, coming up in about 20 minutes uh, to preview this game by the numbers as he does each and every single day or each and every single game. Uh, but the story still remains, uh, as we wrapped up yesterday's show, the news came in from Adrian Wojnarowski that Monty McNair uh, has been signed to a contract extension. And it's interesting watching the stories coming out today, not necessarily about Monty, mm-hmm. but you could search Bob Myers, who's on the last year mm-hmm. of his deal. There's there's, there's, there's some big-time stories out there yeah. regarding him, and this is uh, 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 an element uh, that I, I don't want to say it was hanging over the Kings franchise because – we had talked a, c- a couple of days ago with, with Hammer, it was last week, I think, how it feels like it's a no-brainer to extend Monty McNair, mm-hmm. but a general manager, quote, playing out the final year of his contract isn't necessarily unheard of. Bob Myers being an example of someone who's going through it right now. Yeah. Um, uh, Toronto. Masai Ujiri. Uh, yeah. He played out. The, the the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, n- 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 not the most shining example, but it did happen. Mitch mm-hmm. Kupchak, final year of his contract mm-hmm. with Charlotte, and he 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 wound up re-upping. So it it wasn't necessarily unheard of, but it also had that spell of it's the Kings, and there was this like who was the last general manager that got a contract extension. Well, wait a minute. Did Vlade get one? He did get one. <laughs> Vlade, get that's one. okay. He did get one. <laughs> who, who was the last general manager who justifiably got a contract <laughs> extension? Damn. Shots fired at Monty. <laughs> that wasn't a shot at Monty. I mean, not Monty. I mean, uh, uh, I was at Vladi. I meant Vlade. That was at Vlade and the people who extended him. <laughs> uh, but. The fact that it feels like there's some stability around this organization now with Monty at the helm is a good thing. I think Kings fans can settle in and not be overly concerned about what happens the next three weeks. Because mm-hmm. if, if if the deal hadn't been done with Monty, and there's a lot of belief that this would be the right call. If the Kings don't make a deal over the next two weeks through mm-hmm. two, or, or whatever, it's February 9th. Oh, you know, Monty doesn't have control, you know <laughs> – you should have extended money first. That's why he didn't make a deal. They could have gotten Rui Hachimura, but they didn't do it. <laughs> now you eliminate all of that stuff, yeah. and the man can settle in here and do his work. Let me this ask, trade deadline and beyond. As as we talk about this, I'm thinking about different stuff. Let me ask you a question. Do you um, Do you feel like this was always something that was more of an issue to the media and fans than it was – the Kings organization, everybody involved, the, the ownership, <laughs> Monty McNair, Wes Wilcox, the players. Do you think they were, like, not really tripping about it? Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I think it was us, fans, conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and I'm and I'm there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's part no, of what yeah. we do. It's yeah. part of what we do. It's, it's, it's part of the job. It's but, just, yeah. I we had heard enough stuff. Nothing we never we had never heard anything definitive. We had heard enough stuff 
to where I think I was, you were. I think a lot of us were kind of, this, this is going to happen. Mm. And I think it's going to happen before the season's over. Mm. Um, so but yeah, I, 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 I think you're, I, I, I think you're a hundred percent. I absolutely think this was a, a, a conversation that was louder outside the walls of the King's office. And I'll, I'll go even further back. Like the off season coming into the season, you think it was still like hmm, Monty and West, you know, no, it'll get done. We we you know, we feel good about what the team we put together. Mm-hmm. Uh we think we'll be successful. I don't know if they expected it to be like this or not, but we'll be successful and you know, the th- things will get played out like I feel like um I feel like from all the things we heard, Monty McNair was a lot more stressed before the Sabonis trade last year than he was about getting a contract uh, extension. You know what I mean? Like some of the things, and I think, you know, these were, um, you know, uh, maybe off the record, no pun intended, conversations, but we were like, oh, the pressure's on. These these guys in the building are stressed out Mm. about what they're going to do. This team is no good. They don't know if Fox works. Are they going to trade Fox? Are they, Halliburton is like these guys are stressed. They feel like they have to do something, and there is pressure everywhere. And I don't feel like not having an extension <laughs> gave them that same type of angst. Like, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't have an extension. Like, we'll see I, what happens. I, no I, ag- I agree with you to an extent. I don't think they felt that way. Last year, you don't think so? No, I think, and obviously, obviously, there's a certain level of stress that comes with being the general manager of of a professional. Had to fire Luke Walton midseason. Yeah, but but it's also a a, a thing where they knew they knew what they were going to do there. Mm. In my opinion, this Mm. is my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Is I think they knew what they were going to do there. They were going to give him an opportunity to play this out. <sighs> they knew what last year was. Yeah. I'm not saying they went in into it with the idea of a gap year. I don't think they went into it with the idea of not winning. I think they knew. Maybe, 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 maybe to to, to tie both of your scenarios together. I think they knew they had time to fix this. Hmm. Not that there wasn't a sense of urgency to fix this, mm-hmm. but they knew. That if they made a deal at the deadline, they were like, I don't think Monty McNair got a contract extension based solely off of what we've seen through the first 46, five, six games of the season. I don't think that's why he got the contract extension. Does it play a, a factor? Certainly. But it, it would have been impossible to like, look, at this, yeah, this, this is this team has come together significantly faster than any of us could have imagined. Mm-hmm. They're eight games over 500. Kevin Herter just got here. Malik Monk just got here. Sabonis got here to just a little bit earlier than they did, and then wound up not playing for a large chunk of the season. De'Aaron wound up not finishing last year's season. And, oh, by the way, Mike Brown and that entire coaching staff outside of Doug and Lindsey, they just got here. Mm-hmm. So to expect it all to be in place 45 games into the it's season. Crazy, right? Right. That's a lot. And, yeah. I, and I don't think that was the expectation. It's a fun talking point saying, oh, he's being rewarded for all this. I think he had time to get this right. And I think he knew he had time Mm -hmm. to get this right. And pulling, you know, pulling, pulling the trigger on on a deal as big as the one involving Tyrese Halliburton and and, and Devonta Sabonis. You've got to have your head up and your chest out when you do that. Absolutely. You got to be full of confidence that what you're doing is right. And I think he was. And the moves that he made in the offseason from Keegan to Malik to Kevin Herter, all of that was just absolutely brilliantly done. Hey, flowers need to be given. I'm giving them giving them out when we come back. Flowers need to be given. You must be giving them to Will Z because he joins us when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader. We're just getting started. We're here with you in the next four hours. I mentioned Will Z. Uh, I didn't mention Joe Davidson. He's here. Uh, Crocky's here for the first time in a long time. Uh, James Ham is here. Oh, man, we loaded. It's ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. Make sure you download that app. We've got some 
brand new features coming to the Odyssey app that include uh, exclusive audio and the only way uh, you could be a part of these uh, uh, live, these Odyssey Go Live sessions are to download the app, download the Odyssey mm-hmm, app, mm-hmm. search ESPN 1320, and then there's a heart button where you, you, you save us as one of your favorite radio stations. That way when you do that, you'll get push notifications. Hey, uh, D-Lo's going live. KC's going live. D-Lo mm-hmm. and KC uh, are going live. They're talking about the Kings game. They're talking about the 49ers game. They're talking about the trade deadline. They're talking about WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, or whatever it may be. Uh, we've, we've, we're going to launch that almost certainly on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you download the Odyssey app. Make sure you search ESPN 1320 and make sure you save us uh, as your favorite radio station. Just as Will Z has saved us as yeah. his favorite radio station. Uh, he previews each game uh, by the numbers. You can head over to ESPN 1320's website and see what he had to write about the Kings and the Raptors tonight. Will, let's start with this. How different are these two teams since the first time we saw them play each other? I mean, it just feels like the Kings are on just a bit of a roll since they played compared to the Raptors who have kind of gone on the other side of things. So it just feels like the tides have kind of shifted. And as we get further into the season, things are kind of starting to shake out and we get a clearer picture as to kind of what long term the season is going to look like. And I think it just shows in the records with uh, Toronto being 21 and 27 and the Kings being 27 and 19. This is a team that I, I look at on paper. I look at the roster and, and, and you wrote about it and kind of talked about it as well. Is, you know, it is a long team, right? Mm-hmm. They they got wide, you know, uh, wingspans on the wings outside of Van Fleet. But, you know, you got guys like OG who's questionable tonight, but you got – uh, Precious, you've got Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. <laughs> yeah, Scotty Barnes. Pascal Siakam. I mean, they, these guys are lengthy on the wings. Is that something that you look at and you, you feel like may give the Kings problems on the offensive end, or you know, in the first game did with the offense was cooking, so maybe not. But you know, it seems like something that may be a concern coming into this game. Yeah, and I think that the Raptors, they do such a good job of actually utilizing that length. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they just, you can just say like they have this kind of unique roster build. They use it to their advantage, uh, very much so on the defensive end. So they lead the league in both deflections and steals. Uh, they're getting 18.5 deflections per game and 9.3 steals per game. Mm-hmm. So that allows them to kind of get out in transition. They love to get the points off turnovers. They lead the league there um, and get out in transition and run. Mm. Kings are coming off the game in which they had 25 turnovers. So it's kind of the hot topic coming out of that against Memphis. But if you look at the last time the two teams matched up, the Kings had 15 turnovers. So last time they did a pretty good job of dealing with Toronto on in terms of taking care of the ball. That's good. So you you and I think you laid it out a little bit right there. Will why will turnovers be such a big story in tonight's game? I think that the main thing for me when I was writing it, and I get into it a little at the end, is the Kings have such a clear advantage in shooting. Mm. They have the better three point shooting, two point shooting, free throw shooting, pretty much everywhere across the board. Mm. The Kings theoretically should outshoot Toronto tonight. Mm. So to me, it comes down to how many shots are the Kings going to take against the Raptors? So if they can keep the ball and not turn it over, they should, if they can match the Raptors shot for shot, uh, then with those percentages, they should have the advantage. I like that. I like that. This is where, this is a game, in my opinion, where the, the superpower comes into play. And it's just a situation where even though you're not the best defensively, can can the Raptors get to 120, 125, possibly 130 uh, with you? I'm not sure they can, and that speaks to, to Will Z's point. Hey, Will, I also want to ask you about um, the Kings rookie. You, you wrote a little bit about him and you mm-hmm. know how he's been playing as of late and his, his shooting percentages and the way it seems like he's gotten his NBA legs under him, as we continue to say. And he's shooting the ball really well. He's playing really well. What did you see when you went into the numbers with uh, Keegan Murray? 
Yeah, I was trying to find kind of how far back it went. I know last time I was on on Monday, I was talking about the last 10 games, but it goes back even further than that. So what surprised me and impressed me was just his consistency from three. He hasn't had back-to-back games where he shot under 35% from three since December 13th and 14th. In the 19 games since those, he shot 50% from three on 5.9 attempts. So he's just not having bad shooting nights. He doesn't have multiple bad shooting nights, which is different from what we've seen in King's uh, sharpshooters in the past. Um, And it's just the consistency from a rookie to put up numbers like that, 50% over almost a 20-game stretch, Mm -hmm. is just so impressive. Uh, 112.6 points per game is how many Toronto averages right now. Interestingly enough, they're at a, I think it's a plus 0.2 is their differential. (laughs) So it's like they're, they're losing, (laughs) they're losing games at a razor thin margin. Um, the Kings, uh, uh, are averaging 120 points per game. Where is where is one twelve? Well, the players twelve, of course. Of but course. I, I mean, I was gonna like. How how do you not know that uh, one twelve <laughs> is where the players dwell? Uh, I can give you Eastern Conference wise. It's right. Uh, well, that's not it. Uh, let's try this again. I'm just a click away, Will. Just one <laughs> click away from a stat. That's good for tenth in the East. Twenty okay. third in the league. Twenty third in the league. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for answering my question. You're welcome. Kings are one. <laughs> Kings are one. Kings, and then Kings are one. They're one. Another thing that I think the Kings could do is we talked about it with the Thunder. Um, Thunder weren't a good rebounding team. The Raptors, they're a good offensive rebounding team, but they aren't a good defensive rebounding team. So uh, where did it go? Pascal, uh, he leads the team with 8.2 rebounds per game. So it's just a, a similar situation to seeing Josh Giddy leading the Thunder in rebounds. Like the Raptors don't have a big man that's going to go and grab all the boards. Mm-hmm. So that's another area. Damien, I know you were saying it yesterday how the rebounds, when the Kings rebound well, they win. And I think that that's another thing that I'll be looking at tonight. Any other notes that we really need to pay attention to uh, tonight's well? Any, any other stats uh, we really need to keep an eye on? You really got. You you really got me kind of locked in on the turnovers in the Kings protecting mm-hmm. uh, the basketball the, it, because of the steals and deflections that you mentioned, but the fact that they regularly turn those turnovers into points. Any other areas of concern Kings fans should be watching out for tonight against Toronto? I mean, uh, I touched on it a little, just the offensive rebounds. They really like to go after those offensive boards. Uh, but between those, those are kind of the two main things that stood out to me was the turnovers and offensive boards. Um, so really, I think that that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always more, but in terms of main things. There are always more problems to be created always. once the game starts. <laughs> but we, <laughs> but we, uh, we haven't got there. As everyone uh, on Twitter pointed out, if you're going to shoot 92% from three in the first quarter, that's a good strategy. That is a good look. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a really good strategy I if you can Mike implement that. I think should tell again. them to do that. Hey, guys, just go hit 10 straight threes, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Yep. Just hit 10 in a row. Yeah, let's just do it again. Yeah. Let's do it again. I think um, – But with, with that said, like we said this all day yesterday, they, you hit 10 straight threes, you're up by one. Yeah. That's just, yeah. That just felt so problematic yeah. to me. Don't turn the ball. What was the What was the last game? Twenty seven turnovers. I think it was twenty five. Question mark. Yeah. I think it was twenty five. And it was like nine in the second quarter. Like yeah. they were, mm-hmm. they start feeling themselves offensively, and everybody becomes Magic Johnson, <laughs> except they're not. Yeah, right. Like they they they're like, I'm gonna make a Magic Johnson pass. Oh, not Magic. Damn it. All right, just keep it moving. Uh, take care of the basketball. That's they it. might have won by fifty on on Monday. Yeah. Well, they didn't take care of the basketball. And they won by thirty three. That's, what I'm they that's won insane. By 50. Absolutely. I still can't believe they won by that much. Ab- how fast it happened. And and that's the thing too. Like you, you know, Will. You look down at your notepad. You're taking your stats. I'm look over putting together this graphic, and all of a sudden the twelve point lead is thirty three. Mm-hmm. And God bless Toronto. Just still there at ninety six. Yeah. 
They just yeah. they they stay uh, Memphis. Excuse me, they stayed at ninety six for a long time, man. A long, long time. Uh, we'll we'll be following you tonight, man. Appreciate you as always, uh, and we'll be locked in to see uh, what wonderful stats you've got for us this evening. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one, Take Sir care, Man Will. Uh, check out the full preview by the numbers of the Sacramento Kings versus the Toronto Raptors over on ESPN thirteen twenty's website. Man. Always, always great work from Will Z, man. Indeed. Really is. Um, do you want to, flowers for Will Z? You had flowers you wanted well, to give out. Absolutely. Flowers to me? Oh, absolutely. Flowers for Will Z. Absolutely. Flowers for you. Much know. deserved. But that wasn't what I was talking about. Oh. Flowers need to be given to one Vivek Ranadive. Oh, boy. Here we go. Vivek deserves his Un- flowers. Uncle V. Uncle V deserves his flowers. And I, I'm just. That's my bad. I, I just, uh. <laughs> I, look, the, the, the same energy needs to be kept. Mm. This guy, I didn't say all this, so I mm. can say whatever I want. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. say, nah, Vivek isn't really doing that much or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, other people deserve um, that, that type of credit and praise before we get to Vivek or whatever. I can say that. Because mm-hmm. I was also the one that said when things were going bad, well, there's a number of different factors why things are going bad. Yes, Vivek may play a role in it, but there's other reasons to that. No, 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 no. Not for everyone else. Mm-hmm. It starts at the top. Mm-hmm. It starts at the top. Mm-hmm. not saying they're wrong. No, I'm just saying it starts at the top. Vivek needs to sell. He did it at He did it at that. Same energy needs to be kept because everything is great right now. They're winning. They've made all the right trades and free agent signings. They've made great draft picks. They've got a great culture with the coach. I need the same flowers from those who had those same outlooks. Like I said, I can can do something different because I didn't say that. I can look at it a certain way. But those of you who said it was all Vivek's fault when it was going bad, you must go to wherever you get flowers, present them to the Golden One Center. Fig and Vine. Fig and Vine. Mm-hmm. Go to Fig and Vine. Present them at the door of the Golden One Center and say, here, Vivek, here are your flowers because you're doing everything right right now. You want them to kiss the ring while they're there too? I don't, I don't, I don't know think what he ring. wears rings. I don't think he does either. No. He doesn't strike me as a jewelry type. No. He wouldn't freak out if he left his necklace at home like I did. Yeah. He wears Jordans, though. He does wear Jordans. Yeah. He does wear Jordans. Um, okay. <laughs> You're not wrong. As a matter of fact, I was looking at something. I don't, I don't remember what video it was, but I was trying to respond to some of the comments on the ESPN 1320 YouTube page. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was one of the videos with James or, or uh, maybe it was Brendan. We were, we were talking about something, the, the direction of the Kings, right? And, one of the first remarks was, well, Vivek's not involved anymore. <laughs> and it's like, all right, okay, like, that's cool. We're, we're just, it's so funny how we're, what people like to latch on to and believe is 100% true. Mm-hmm. We've tried to tell you for a minute that Vivek is not nearly as involved as you think that he is. And, oh, when it was Jaden Ivey, and he was the fourth best player in the draft. Oh, Vivek wants Keegan Murray. Everybody else wants Jaden Ivey. I have not heard that narrative since the summer league game was played. How did that die so quickly? It's like, wait a minute, Keegan's good. Oh, he couldn't have been Vivek's guy. Okay, let's just drop this and not mention it again. You heard, you read that in the very first article after uh, projections started coming out. Yeah, I think it, it might have been in the athletic. I can't remember where it was. Well, I don't know. Vivek Ranadive's in the Keegan Murray camp, so you know, Kangs. You never know where this is going to go. <laughs> Keegan Murray camp. No, ain't nobody I, said a damn word about that not, since. Not nothing. Ain't not I ain't nothing. even heard one person go, man. Vivek was right. Good thing he didn't listen to basketball people, and we went and got Keegan Murray. No, they just pretended like that narrative wasn't out there. They just <laughs> pretended like national writers 
weren't writing that about the Sacramento Kings. It's funny. Oh, the national media. Screw the national media. Unless they have something to say negatively about Vivek, Bang. then we're going to talk about it. Bang. Facts. That's all I'm Goofball saying. That's stuff, all man. I'm saying, right? And look, I can make the argument that since the bubble, Vivek Ranadiva has done everything right. Sure. He went out. Starting with firing Vlade Divac. Fire Vlade Divac. As this feels I, mean, and I'm sorry, I, I, I have nothing it against is, Vlade Divac. Well, it Divac is mean. It's, it's not as I, mean as Buddy Hill's shot of the day, but it is mean. <laughs> Buddy Hill's shot of the day is Buddy always unwarranted. Here, I'll say something nice about Buddy Hill. I, I kind of like his style. He cracked Hunter Patterson's uh, uh uh, top ten styles Buddy in the can NBA. Dress. Yeah, like I, I, Buddy I, I got jewel game too. He like had I a like nice. He had. A, he, I, I saw him on League Fits with a nice little jacket. Hunter, Hunter Patterson gonna be with us in just a little bit. He mm-hmm. wrote. He wrote about the beam uh, over on the Athletic. So we'll talk to him. But it, it, I, I just. I just wanted to say something nice about about Buddy Heald. Yeah. Thank you. Off, Finally. Off the court. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Still think he's a jackass, but <laughs> he's got some style. Yeah, he does have some style. I, I like Buddy's style. But 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 to your point. I mean, we, we got Vladi, and and I agree with James Ham. If the bubble doesn't happen, oh yeah, Vladi no doesn't, and you said it too. I no doubt, to forget you, but if the bubble doesn't happen, Vladi doesn't get fired. No doubt, but it did happen, mm-hmm. and he saw what happened in the bubble, and he said, "We've got to end this right now, or something's got to change." Right? The story goes, something's got to change. Everybody wasn't on board. She's so like, "All right, well, I got to do what I got to do," and ever since that moment, he's been on point. Whether it's his decisions or it's still his decisions, but his decisions to fall back mm-hmm. and let people do what they need to do. They're all his decisions. And my whole point to all this is you can't say all these moments when the record is flipped the other way, when it's 19 and 27, and say it's all his fault. And then when things are going bad, Completely not say anything. Like you just said about the whole thing. Not say nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Just, uh, everybody's just doing a great job. Monty McNair, Mike Brown, executive of the year, everything's doing great. Excuse me. This is the guy that is at the top. So I'm going to get. It can't only start at the top when it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, starts at the top. All right, cool. Get it. It just. I think your 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 overlying point is just keep the same energy. Just keep that's all I'm saying. We say that pretty regularly on the show. Keep hey, this, the same energy. This is a wild visual. Hmm. Even even you know that's my boy, Uncle V. That's my boy. We know this is a wild visual right here from Gilbert. Okay, Uncle V gonna be holding that trophy soon. Can you imagine that, Uncle V at center court of whatever NBA arena with the three point championship <laughs> trophy? <laughs> I, I could see that. All-star game MVP? I could see that. Absolutely. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, Coach of the, the year? Opens the Louis Vuitton case. Oh, boy. Gets Borrowed from NBA. Kenny's house. Uncle V with the NBA Finals. Larry O'Brien joint. That's a wild visual. <laughs> the great. Can you imagine Vivek doing the post- championship owners interview <laughs> oh, i honestly don't think vivek even like i don't think he'd do it yeah, no <laughs> mike you do it monty you do it I don't monty, know you do it i don't think vlade as much as vlade hasn't spoken like vivek vivek sorry mm-hmm. on the record and how long minute. it's been a minute he, he this summer he did those that podcast that was the first time i've really heard vivek in what a podcast long, long time. was it uh i think it was like um, it was uh, Igadawa and that's right, and, uh, that's right, that's what's right. Turner's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast. That's right. But it, but to your point, yeah, that's the first time we had heard from Vivek in that in a story or on mm-hmm. an interview. It felt like in years, mm-hmm. in years. So yeah, he's falling. He ain't back even at the front of the like everybody. Everybody is like dying to know about the beam. <laughs> like who whose idea was it? Like where did it come from? And Hunter wrote about that. Yeah. And we'll talk to Hunter in a little bit. Vivek ain't out there talking about I created the beam. Like he ain't doing none of that no. stuff. Vivek. I brought the I brought the city together with a purple light. He's not Vivek. doing none of that stuff. And my, uh, my mom, we were at the game on uh, Monday. My mom goes, "Oh wait, 
Oh, they're going about to light the beam. Where, where Vivek, is he going to light the beam? He hasn't even done that. Mm-hmm. Vivek watches the game and bolts out of there. Mm-hmm. After wins, everything. Like, he, he low-key. You talk about James Vivek. used to say he disappears. Yeah, he does. Like, you'll be talking. It'll be like, Vivek, James, Mark Jones. James will turn to talk to Mark Jones and then turn back and Vivek is gone. <laughs> like me at a party. Just, you have no idea. Just gone. <laughs> No idea where he went. Didn't say goodbye to anybody. Just left. Kind of like that meeting we were in yesterday. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Kenny and I were in a, a a meeting with a lot of substance, and we're but we're just kind of like standing, and then the 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 two higher ups just turned and walked away from us and kept talking, and it was like, well, I guess the meeting's over. We can leave now. Impromptu meeting at that. Completely impromptu meeting. <laughs> um. You guys talk about Vivek uh, uh, holding the Larry O'Brien trophy up. You know, he's going to be like, uh, if I was Vivek, I'd be like, uh, what was my man's name? Connor Cook. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Michigan State quarterback. I don't know who Connor Cook is. You remember you when he won, like, the Big Ten Championship? You got to look this up. Oh, and he, and he dissed that, that one guy. Who did he diss? <laughs> he grabbed it. Oh no! You got to, this, oh no! Uh, I've got to see this, this. jerk. <laughs> this <laughs> jerk, Connor Cook. Connor, hold on! I got to see this. Yeah, I think someone went in to shake his hand. He just grabs the trophy and just turns away. <laughs> it was crazy. That's how Vivek. For all you guys who know, and, and, and you guys can take a look at it. For all you guys who know, Vivek definitely gonna grab that Larry O'Brien. It was Connor Archie Cook. Griffin. Oh my God! Where's Connor? Here's Connor. Oh, he just <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, my God. <laughs> he just snatched it. Bro, do you know Archie's a legend? What are you doing? Oh, I got to see this again. I think we could put this on the stream and not yeah, get in yeah, trouble. Yeah, this is incredible. Screen, Sorry for the radio audience, man. You guys can he check this just, out. This, he doesn't shake his hand or nothing. This is, this is exactly how uh, Vivek is going to snatch that Larry O'Brien trophy from Adam Silver. Man, Connor Cook, kind of a sucker. <laughs> yeah, oh, big time. Wow. Big time. And the Raiders oh, drafted him. They're like, this is the guy we want us to lead us. Goodness He's gracious. the quarterback of the future. <laughs> Over under says, Vivek is the hero we needed. Not the one we deserved. We needed him. Yes, indeed. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk more Kings basketball. We'll talk more NBA basketball. Lots of notes from around the league today, many of which have direct ties to the Sacramento mm. Kings. Plus, as we mentioned, Do- Joe Davidson kind of coming up. Hunter Patterson coming up. Eric Crocker coming up. Crocky. James Ham coming oh up gosh. here. Oh, my god! Sacramento sports leader. It's game day, baby. Stilo and KC on ESPN 1320. KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Cliffhanger on YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. Twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. <laughs> Got to find out what recipe I'm making this weekend during the next commercial break. <laughs> we what did bring everybody in. We were talking about social media and the, the true value that social networking has and social media has. Yeah. Uh, I don't quite know how we got there, but that's uh, what it was we were doing. It I probably was. We were wa- oh, we were watching the Connor Cook video, which was on Twitter. That's right. Uh, that's but right. we we started on oh, YouTube, and then we got into is what's better, YouTube or Twitter? That's how we got there. Yeah. When major events happen, there's nothing like being on Twitter. Mm-mm. I mean, some of them can be tragic. Michael Jackson, Kobe Bryant, those 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 are days where it feels like you can't get off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are days where it can be just a, silly, a blast. Yeah, it, it an can, absolute blast. It, it could like I mean the 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 Oscars. Oh man, people trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Yeah, and I, I remember like. I, I, I remember when that happened. Of course, of course, the first thing I did was go to social media trying to figure out, did I see that right? And funny enough, I think the first tweet I saw, I actually think it was Deuce. Uh-huh. And it said, was that real? <laughs> and then, then it was just a sequence of, was that real? Was that real? Yeah. 
That was real. That was keep that my was, wife's name out your effing mouth. That was nuts. It's an all time moment. I think we always do this study once every six months, but let's do it again. What's what's the biggest sports moment you think that wasn't on Twitter that would be going crazy? I know we that I, was people, not on that Twitter. Was not on Twitter. Like it was before Twitter age. I know a lot of people talk about um, OJ, but that that's already been done. That's not even a game. So. Oh I'm yeah, OJ like, in the social media. Yeah, OJ yeah, in social media would have been nuts. One. But yeah. like, what game would be? You know what would be crazy? Eighty one, huh? That was like MySpace, Facebook. Was Twitter around for eighty one? Two thousand. That was seventeen years ago. A couple of days ago, MySpace. Yeah, I don't think Twitter was around. I don't think so. I, re- I, 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 no, I had a show on KSFM in the morning, so I don't, yeah, that, that wasn't, that definitely wasn't oh, Twitter. Oh, jeez, yeah, the guys in the chat, we, yeah, the Malice oh, at the Palace. Malice at the Palace, My yeah. Lord. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been What nice. would, okay. <clears throat> I have to ask. Uh-oh. What would King's Twitter have been like during the Western Conference Finals? <sighs> From from like think of the range of emotions that went on with Ori, yeah, Mike uh, officiating, and then Game Seven. It would have like been, what would Tim Maxwell? What would Baby uh, Giraffe? Oh, uh, <laughs> what, what would Baby Giraffe have been like? You know, and it, it would have been even crazier than we think because. We wouldn't have been jaded by what we've just gone through for 15, 16 years. Like, we would have really believed wholeheartedly the time is now. Well, it, it, like, you know how people right now, I was listening to the Kings beat on the way in, and, you know, those are my guys, but there's still a level of they could blow this thing, guys, right? Yeah. Where that, that they don't say, that they don't say about. The Pelicans yeah. or the Clippers or the Mavericks—they don't say that sure. about the teams that are right around it. But the Kings, because they blitz through it, they yeah. can blow this thing, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that level. There's always that level of the the other shoe falling, right? I don't think they had that in O2. <laughs> well, they were like, "No, it's happening. You can't tell us it's not happening right now." And all those, it would be even not even more nuts than we think well it it it, it think of think of all that we've gone through right since 2006 or s- 7 right when mm-hmm. things went bad and the Eric Musman hiring it was essentially us it's kings fans yeah. it was just yeah, us that's a good point that's a good point in, in, in the western conference finals it would have been everybody yeah. it would have been bill simmons yeah. and josiah and and every Kings media person or every NBA media person mm-hmm. that we know now, it would have been Michael Wilbon. Mm-hmm. It would have been Rich Eisen. Like, it would yeah. have been everybody yeah. tweeting about the Sacramento Kings over that stretch of games in yeah. that series. Yeah. I, I, that's That adds a whole nother level to it. You're 100% right. That's still – and I don't, I don't even think I'm being biased. That's still the greatest series I've ever seen. All things considered, pound for pound. Yeah, it's up when there. you talk about the the closeness of the games, the intensity of the games, mm. the where those teams were, those were the two best teams in basketball. Um, Knicks Bulls got to be up there in 90, 92. 92 was was crazy. Is that the Charles Smith series? Yep. No, not that was ninety three. That was ninety three. They they that was a six game series. Game seven. Ninety two uh, seven game, game seven. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they won Game Five at the Garden. That was the Charles yeah. Smith game, and then Game Six. They blew okay. them out. But I, I think, I mean, and then you have real heat, you know, between the Lakers, Kings, Phil, like Shaq. Was, yeah, there was real heat there. Cowtown. That was that was the best series uh, I've ever seen. The only one that, in my opinion, like off the top of my head, that um, compares is 2016 Warriors Cavs. There was. Everything in that one. There mm-hmm. was everything in that series. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best series I've ever seen. But 2002 Western Conference Finals just as great. There's a good. There's a man. There's some good suggestions here in the in the chatty house on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, I know. I know a couple of people have have. have <laughs> Randy Lilly, Black Twitter would have went crazy over Tyson Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of Twitter would have gone crazy oh over Tyson Holyfield. Gosh. Oh man! Well, hell, Tyson Buster Douglas. 
Oh, Tyson Buster Douglas, yeah. Oh. What would have done? I, I think the Holyfield ear bite would have gotten more pop than the. Than yeah. The, yeah. Just because it was so. Just because of the bite, the aftermath, it, everything mm-hmm. that went on in those those moments with Mike shoving, mm-hmm. you know, officers and how you were wondering what exactly was about to transpire. Yeah. I and, and on top of that, I think there probably would have been more eyes on Holyfield Tyson too because Tyson had lost to Holyfield. Everyone that was Tyson too, wasn't that, it? That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh. More eyes on Holyfield Tyson too than Tyson uh Buster Douglas. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, this yeah, that's yeah. another yeah. scrub. Matter of fact, that was the fight that was supposed to be before Tyson Holyfield won. And it was like, hey, he's going to run through this guy. You know, we'll, uh, it's on HBO. It's in Japan. Nobody really tripping. Yeah. Uh, but everybody would have been like, yo. Well, th- that could have been the Tyson one. Get back. That could have been the one that drew people to the TV. Mm-hmm. Like, because I remember, I, I'll never forget. I, I, how old was I at the time? Ten. Hmm. Had, to, had to go get ready for bed. Thought I missed the fight. Came over to went, went right next door to my grandpa's house. I was like, "Is it over?" He was like, "No, it's 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 in the it's in the fourth round. <laughs> it's not over. <laughs> no, it's in the fourth round." And sat down there and watched history happen. Uh, imagine that though, like mm. boxing being one of the biggest moments in the sports world. Like that's outside of Mayweather Pacquiao. You don't you don't get that anymore. Um, you know the one that I was thinking about. And this isn't a game. Connor and Floyd was pretty big Connor on social. Connor was huge. Yeah, it was pretty big that on social. That was huge. And it, and I, I didn't think it would be as big as it was, but that was huge. That was a big sporting event. Um, the one that I feel like, if memory serves me correct, it feels like it came completely out of nowhere. Did somebody just open the door? Nope. No. Yo, this, oh, it's in Jesse. <laughs> Just to ignore. Is it Jesse's? Just, no, it's tripping me out because it looks ig- like behind me <laughs> or James's uh, computer was on. And I said, somebody just walked out of here. What the? <laughs> I, I apologize. Pay no pay no attention to the man. No, it no. fucked me out. It fucked me out. But um, this one, if memory serves me correct, it came completely out of nowhere. And that's Michael Jordan retiring. Oh, the, fir- the first the one, first the original time. one, yeah. I woke up yeah, that yeah, morning, yeah. and it was on the Today Show. Yeah. Michael Jordan is well, going to retire. Yeah, well, okay, now Magic. Oh, well, well, yeah. Think of how big that was without social media. Yeah. What would November 7th, 1991 have been like? What would Whew. the days leading into November 7th have looked like? Because I've learned stuff in recent years that I didn't know at the time. Was, the, the, didn't you tell me there was one person that knew? There was some, yeah. The story guy, was broken. Guy. Yeah, like I, 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 I had always, 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 always been confused by Magic's wording at the press conference about due to the HIV virus I had, I have attained, I will have to retire from the Lakers immediately. Mm-hmm. And I always, who the hell knew you had HIV? Mm. It's like he just matter of factly broke this story, right. but. There had been rumblings out there that he was sick, and then I I I don't remember if it was on Magic Show or the Lakers Show, mm-hmm. but one of them. It was the first time I heard. It's the first time I had ever heard that a radio show host in L.A. found out and called Magic's agent mm-hmm. and said, "I I have on strong sources that Magic Johnson has HIV." Mm-hmm. And he said, his agent said, please don't run with this. I promise you, I give you my word, I will call you back. Mm-hmm. Please don't run with this. I will call you back immediately. Mm-hmm. Hangs up the phone. Dude goes on the radio and breaks the story. That's grimy. That's grimy. He broke bro. the story and that, like they had had a press conference scheduled I don't think it was for November 7th. I think it was for November 8th. Uh-huh. But they had to, because the story had broken in Los Angeles, yeah. they had to move it up. Right. I had never, I, I, sw- 
1991. I didn't know that part of the story until like a year ago. Uh, yeah, that, I never I, I and I know, searched. So you told, so you told me. About I that. scoured the internet trying to find if there was if that audio, audio existed mm-hmm. of the dude breaking the story, and I couldn't find he it. He did that dirty move, and and it's not even. We don't. Even I don't know, know who he is. Yeah, yeah we, I have no idea. Like it, it'd be one thing. I'm not saying it's justified, but if you went down in lore because of that, like. I can understand somebody saying, yo, this is going to be the biggest thing that ever happened. This is going to take my career. I'm going to be the Howard Stern. Like, man, I just got to do it. I no know it's grimy. It I got to do it. Yep. Nobody even knows. Yeah. And you did something like that. That's so grimy. The, real quick, the other thing about that is, in hearing you talk about that and Magic address it, if that hadn't happened, he could have just retired. Right? Like, he could have just, you know how things get covered up. Mm. Like if somebody had, if the guy hadn't have said that and put that out there, he could have just retired and gone through whatever he was going to go through behind closed doors. He he could have, but clearly he took it as a. I I, I think no, he, regardless of the news breaking, he took it as a an opportunity uh, I'm to teach. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, that's and that's. That's why we love Magic, to be honest with you, because he didn't hide. Mm. You know what I mean? He, he Magic's going to outlive me. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was Michael Scott when I was 11 years old. My grandma told me, hey, he's HIV positive. And I heard the word positive. Oh, that's cool. Like, what does that mean? I don't, like, I don't understand. Mm. And my grandma and all of her tactfulness, it means he's going to die. Mm. Oh. Like, Now? Like he's he's dying right now, and my grandpa's like, "Yeah." Oh, hmm. jokes on you, Grandma! Magic's still alive. <laughs> yeah, magic, yeah. magic uh, m- might be gone. And, and look, and here's an airtime moment. I knew what he meant, but Michael Jordan, he's like, he was leaving when I needed him the most. <laughs> mm. <laughs> The man's got HIV, Michael. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. Selfish ass Michael Jordan. <laughs> Wor- worried about Magic Johnson leaving him. Worried about his own career. Ugh. Yeah, that's usually leaving when I needed him the most. That's that's funny. Who was like he 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 says he says I I I'd be sure I, I wish. I, I I I was sure. I called the guys that were close to Magic, me. Larry. I think he said Isaiah. He said Mike. But I don't. Th- yeah, he d- he definitely mm-hmm. said Mike. I, I don't think he called them. I, like because mm-hmm. again, I, that's what I always remember. I think his agent did. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand. I'm not criticizing mm-hmm. Magic for that. Um, I feel like he called a couple of guys, and his agent called the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, his agent called Clyde Drexler. That is such a jarring press conference to go back and see with David Stern just white as a ghost, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just just blank. Being being in this position now in my life, I could not imagine like being in this position Mm -hmm. at that time. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have no words for four hours. No. I, I, I couldn't imagine something like that. That's... That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, mm. I was about to say something else. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Well, so the, 91 would have been. Yeah. Man. That that would have been like Kobe. That that would have had strong because yeah. that would have had strong yeah. the, 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 a similar reaction yeah, on social absolutely. media.